Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep that like... (gasps) Yes, we were both trying to welcome everyone back, so I'll just do it first. Yes. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This Um, is Finale Week. Finale Week! Man, season four? Five. Five. Four? Four. No, (laughs) season four, episode five. Season four, episode five. Yeah, this little seasonella flew by because it was so short and so quick. but But hopefully you guys have enjoyed it so far. Yeah, it's a delightful little read. Yes. Like I said last week, this book is not groundbreaking. No. But it is enjoyable. It is. Um, so this week we're doing chapters 20 through 28. We're getting yeah. to the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And we're calling this um, group of chapters A Promise of the Future. Mm. Hmm. Yay. Yay. Um, let's dive in with chapter 20. Yep. Um, summary. I just put presents abound. I know. I there's just, a lot of presents. I just love this gift exchange. And yes. like more is absolutely terrible at presents. She really She's horrible. Is. And I think Elaine might actually be the best. I agree. Yeah. Very thoughtful. Um, so where we left off next last or where we left off last week, mm-hmm. Nesta had just arrived. Yes. Which obviously puts a damper on things a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she comes in and you can just tell everything is like the tension. Yeah. Is very high. And I just love Amarin in this moment because mm-hmm. she knows how to break the ice. Yes. Because Elaine is kind of taking her towards where all of the alcohol is. Mm-hmm. And Amarin says, don't take her to the wine. Take her to the food. I can see her bony ass even through this dress. And yep. I was like, oh. I was like, I guess they are friends. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's how you talk to your girlfriends. Yep. So mm-hmm. there is that. But um, Nesta kind of settles in in a corner um well it's funny because back to the alcohol cabinet so like elaine gives nesta a glass of wine and then she takes a shot i was like (laughs) elaine she you know what she's going through something too Mm -hmm. apparently um nesta does wish her a happy birthday so there's that at least yep and i it's like quiet Mm -hmm. and i just love how reese and varian just launch into this whole side they're like we'll we'll fill it Mm -hmm. it's fine they don't miss a beat. He's yep. like, does Tarquin host a formal party for the summer solstice? And very, it says, the Prince of Adriata didn't miss a beat and launched into a perhaps unnecessarily detailed description of the summer court celebrations. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I love how Varian it. is already fitting in so well yeah. with everybody. Mm-hmm. And let's see, what are you, what are you noticing in this? So we kind of 
we kind of go into gifts. So like yes. Elaine gives Nesta a gift mm, and yes. Moore gives Az one. Um, so Moore gave Az some bright blue towels with his initials, which I was like, why? Why? It's the worst gift. I think, I wonder if she's just doing it to be funny at this point. I don't know. Because I mean, after you give someone a gift for like 500 years, There's, I mean, it's hard. It is hard. So maybe she's just like white elephanting this shit. She's like, let me just get them something random and like. See, see how bad of a gift I can give before they say something. You know, maybe that's a game she's playing with herself. Maybe. I don't know. She gives Farrah a pretty crappy gift, too. She gets, like, <laughs> hot pink fuzzy slippers. Like, Hey, slippers are nice. They are. Hot pink fuzzy, maybe not. But. No. Um, but so Elaine wound up getting Nesta some books, which was sweet. Yes. But in this moment, Moore's trying to give Cassian a gift, and Cassian is just full-on ignoring her Mm -hmm. until Nesta has finished opening her gift. And I'm just like, the tension. Mm -hmm. Um, But Cassian opens the gift. Oh, my gosh. red silk boxers that match her negligee, which is just, like, hilarious. That's so funny. So good. That was a great gift. That one was good. (laughs) Um, Let's see. We've got Farah. She got Amran a travel case for her puzzles, Mm -hmm. which was great. And then, like, a ruby and silver brooch. Classic. Brooch, whatever um let's see farah got elaine a pale blue cloak for with like armholes so it's mm-hmm. like perfect for gardening in the colder months yes that was good um, and then she got paint she made paintings for cassian Azrael, and more but we don't find out what they are which i don't like that i know she's like it's a part of each of their stories but they didn't say anything and they each gave her like a kiss i was like yeah okay fine. i mean it's sweet but i'm like just tell me i know um let's see amarin um, oh, so sorry. So now the gifts that Feyre got from everybody. So mm-hmm. she got this illuminated manuscript from Amran. Um, Azriel got her some really like rare paint. Mm-hmm. Cassian got her a leather sheath for a blade. Elaine got her monogrammed brushes that also had the night court insignia on I them, that which was I really love. nice. Mm-hmm. And then Moore got her those bright pink fleece lined slippers. Yeah, <laughs> just it's a fun little mix. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Oh, she and then Feyre gave Reese mm-hmm. the painting of what she saw in the Ouroboros. I can't believe she gave it to him. I thought she was saying that she was never going to show anybody this. She changed her mind. I know. She said, I gave him me and no one but him would ever see me. No one but him would ever understand. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. It is. It's beautiful. I do think it's funny, though. Cassian goes, tell me that's not your new pet. And I'm like, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um... And let's see, Lucian, he gave Farah and Reese, like, three bottles of fine liquor, which, that was just a nice gift. Well, he says, you'll need it. Yeah. What is, what was that supposed to mean, Lucian? Probably with all the crap that's coming. <laughs> um, and then he got Elaine these enchanted gloves that don't tear for gardening, which was, like, a really sweet gesture. It's really sweet, but... Alas. I don't think she appreciates them. She does not seem to... Um, and then let's see. So Amarin, she squeals when she opens the jewels that Reese got her, which I love. And then she gives a small private smile to Varian for whatever he gave her. I'm like, what did he give her? What did he give her? Why don't we get to find out? I know. It's precious. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Elaine's gift for Asriel, it's like the small, like bottle. And she explains, I had Maja make it for me. It's a powder to mix in with any drink. It's for you, the headaches everyone always gives you since you rub your temples so so often. And then he just laughs. Says, Asriel tipped his head back and laughed. I'd never heard such a sound, deep and joyous. 
I just thought it was so funny. Like, what it was a, precious. What a good gift. It really was. Oh, and, like, ne- so Nesta's looking at Elaine kind of while everybody's cracking up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Nesta's kind of looking at Elaine as everybody's kind of laughing. And it's, like, as if she's watching everybody kind of from the outside, like, yeah. through a window. And, like, Elaine's kind of, like, one of them yeah. is kind of the vibe that it's giving off. Well, and, like, I'm kind of getting the vibe that this is almost, like, hurting Nesta. But I'm also, like, Nesta, like, you could be in here, too. Right. You could laugh with everybody. Like, nothing is holding you back You've except you. You've created this wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last piece of that, like, section, it says, um, I forced myself to smile, though, to laugh with them. I had a feeling... Cassian was doing the same and you're like it's just affecting everybody around you Nesta Mm -hmm. like it's not just you making a choice like you're bringing a lot of other people down as well yeah but anyhow so um the night kind of like comes to an end it's like two o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and Nesta is leaving Mm -hmm. and as Nesta's leaving Feyre gives her as promised you know her rent money right for the next few months and Feyre's like hoping she won't take it but she does. She does. And she just walks out. Yeah. Like, I don't think she even says anything to her. No. No, nothing. She, um, like, said happy birthday when she walked in the door, and then... That was it. That's it. But, shockingly enough, Cassian storms out after her. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, chapter 21. 21. Um, all right, summary. I just put Cassian and Nesta have a little chat, and I put a little winky face there. <laughs> I put poor Cassian. Like, yeah. Nesta is terrible. terrible to him she's not at her best right now no no so he like storms out he like he's thinking he's like he'd had enough enough of the coldness the sharpness enough of the sword straight spine and razor sharp stare that had only honed itself these months cassian could barely hear over the roaring in his head as he charged into the snowy night could barely register moving aside his high lady to get to the front door to get to nesta like, that's so not Cassian no. to just, like, she's, like, moves Farah. Like, I just see like, him, like, <laughs> shoving her out of the way, like, charging through the door, like, no apology, just barreling out. Yeah. I literally just put, like, OMG, OMG, OMG. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Um, so, but he gets to Nesta and he tells her that um, he'll walk her home. Mm-hmm. And she's, of course, like, I'm fine. She's and like, go back to the house. She's like, it's a long walk and it's late. And so he just keeps following her mm-hmm. and she just keeps telling him to go back. And I'm just like, Nesta, why are you being such a bitch? You literally tried to save this guy. I just, it's the, it's the like night and day thing that I'm not understanding. No. And it's like, I want to, cause we, I know we have Nesta stands. Mm-hmm. I want to empathize with Nesta. Like, I feel like we did a good job. Yeah. It, towards the end of Mist and Fury and Wings mm-hmm. and Ruin, trying to empathize with Nesta. Mm-hmm. But it's like here. I have zero empathy. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like 100% hatred. <laughs> like you're just, you're not being, it's not, maybe you have, she clearly has pain. She clearly has PTSD. But it's like, that's not an excuse for just being a bitch to everybody. No. Because they have PTSD too, and yeah. they're not doing this. Mm-mm. Like, come on. <sighs> Ugh. So Cassian tries to give her a gift, which he, it took him months to find. I'm like, oh my gosh, Cassian, like, what did you get her? It's just, She doesn't want it. She just doesn't want it. She says, I don't want anything from you. And he says, you sure about that, sweetheart? And I just was like, come on. And he's like, he's trying to play it cool in front of her. Yes. He's trying to like 
have that suave face, but like just underneath, I'm like low key sobbing because it says, Cassian shut out the words, shut out the image that chased him from his dreams night after night. Not Nesta holding up the king of Hybern's head like a trophy, not the way her father's neck had twisted in Hybern's hands, but the image of her leaning over him, covering Cassian's body with her own, ready to take the full brunt of the king's power for him, to die for him, with him. That slender, beautiful body arching over him, shaking in terror, willing to face that end. He hadn't seen a glimpse of that person in months, had not seen her smile or laugh. He knew about the drinking, about the males. He told himself he didn't care. He told himself he didn't want to know who the bastard was who had taken her maidenhead. Told himself he didn't want to know if the males meant anything, if he meant anything. He didn't know why the hell he cared, why he bothered, even from the start, even after she kneed him in the balls that one afternoon at her father's house. And it's just like, poor Cassian. Poor Cassian. He's trying, he's trying so hard. And like, what they went through was very emotional together. Yeah. And so it's so, I'm sure it's so painful that it's like, he he probably needs to process what happened with them. And she's just not, not even letting him do that. No. But speaking so. of trying, Cassian says, perhaps you can find it in yourself to try a little harder this year. She says, try? He says, I know it's a foreign word to you. She said, why should I try to do anything? I was dragged into this world of yours, this court. He says, then go somewhere else. She says, perhaps I will. He says, be sure to write, which I just, yeah. I love the cheekiness there. He said, you could at least come live at the house. Stop, she snarled. Stop following me. Stop trying to haul me into your happy little circle. Stop doing all of it. He says, your sisters love you. I can't for the life of me understand why, but they do. If you can't be bothered to try for my happy little circle's sake, at least try for them. He said, a void seemed to enter those eyes, an endless, depthless void. nothing like no response like why are you being like this yeah and he's literally like he's like talk to me nesta tell me and he's just being met with nothing she rips her hand away is like staring him down and looks at him as if like clearly this is a triggering moment for cassian Mm because he says nesta only stared at him her nose crinkling stared then snorted and walked away as if he were nothing as if he weren't worth her time, the effort. A low-born Illyrian bastard. That makes me so sad and angry, like <sighs> rageful against Nesta. How can I you know. look at him like that? You, that's terrible. I know. And he's ugh, he's trying to talk to her. He just wants to talk to her. I know. But and she just walks away. Yeah. And he stays. And then he tosses her present into the Sidra. Which I don't blame him, but like. But what was it? What was it? <laughs> Um, and then we switch to like Nesta's POV a bit so Nesta she makes it home Cassian apparently still followed her mm-hmm. all the way home because he's so good he's so good um, but something that stuck out to me in this again this does not justify mm-hmm. Nesta's behavior yeah. but it does definitely create empathy here she says um the night's frosty chill crept through the worn shutters, drawing another tremble from her, but she didn't light the fire in the hearth across the room. She could barely stand to hear the crack and pop of the wood, had barely been able to endure it in the in Farah's townhouse. Snaps. Crunch. Uh, how no one ever remarked that it sounded like breaking bones, like a snapping neck, she had no idea. She hadn't lit one fire in this apartment, had kept warm with blankets and layers. 
Like, yeah, that's sad, but like, okay, I'm sorry, like that you can't listen to a fire. That doesn't mean you it's have to like triggering for her though. The, the so I think I think yes. it's what it does is it maybe explains why she was like so far away and so disengaged mm-hmm. when she was at the townhouse. Like maybe if there wasn't a fire, it might have been a better, a slightly better experience. Maybe she wouldn't have been so intensely yeah. on edge maybe. when she left and Cassian followed her out. I don't know. It's sad that that's something that she's dealing with. I'm just like, why are you not talking to anybody about this? That's People what I don't, don't get. talk. Like, I feel like I this has been the theme since the very first book is like, no one is dealing with their trauma. No. So that's last. the end of the that's chapter. The end of that one. All right, chapter 22. I'm here for this chapter. Yeah. It was sexy time is where it was at. (laughs) Yeah, I put recent favorite enjoy a moment alone at the cabin. Final solstice gifts are exchanged. Mm -hmm. Um, So we start and like Elaine is kind of explaining her gardening expansion dreams to Az and more kind of follows Cassian upstairs after he gets back from Nesta. And it's the middle of the night. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Right. And then Reese just winnows Pharaoh away to the cabin. Which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn about all of the beautiful dresses. I that she's love worn. this. Like, it's so sweet. Reese's mom made all of these dresses. Yeah, so back at the camp where she was raised, she was a seamstress. Mm-hmm. And so even when she became um I was gonna she's not a high lady, but lady no. of the night court, mm-hmm. um, she kept making dresses for Reese's future wife. It's so mate, sweet. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so precious that there's like that part of her. I know. That was able to carry on. Yeah. Um, let's see. What are some other highlights for you? So Farah tells Reese that she wants the eyes that are tattooed on her hands <gasps> yeah. to be changed. She says that she wants the night court insignia, like what Reese has on his knees. Let's do it. I love that. And he tells her like if if she decides this, like they can never be altered if she yeah. chooses that. And she's like, okay, let's do it. I love it. I love it. Um, and then so she shows him in his mind what the last gift is yeah. from her to him. Yeah. We don't know what it is. She's one more solstice gift. Yes. We don't know what it is yet, but whatever it is, he's happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they get they get down to some business tonight. Yes. This is like the sexy of all sexy time. This is a lot of sexy time. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> gotta get one in every season at least um but it's like a mental sexy time a physical sexy time like all the sexy all the sexy time who knew there Mm -hmm. could be mental sexy time also Mm -hmm. so but as they like they've finished their sexy time she's like the play the painting flashes through her mind of everything between them night triumphant and the stars eternal which like you listeners know that alex and i are both like massive fans of that phrase no love it love love it we have love mugs that. with it on it we're we're all here for it i like i wonder like how i can continue to like casually put <laughs> you know sjm swag up in my house and i'm like is there a way i like can i what if i get like a pretty like print and mm-hmm. put that like up on the wall or like make a mural out of it i don't know <laughs> but um that was a fun fun little little sexy time chapter there mm-hmm. there were certain moments where i'm not i'm not gonna lie i was like oh mm-hmm. yeah okay i love it yep but we find out that basically her last gift is to start making a family which is like so 
so precious it's like she realized it once she was with the weaver who made like that void fabric like she knows like that's what she wants and she's ready to start like trying to have a family with reese let's go i'm like that's so sweet now i will say the trope Mm -hmm. where we start building a family is not my favorite because like it's sweet yeah don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. it's sweet but i'm like does all of the like Mm -hmm. fun go away now (laughs) Can you tell I'm, like, triggered about becoming a mom or something? (laughs) It's fine. Um, But, no, like, I I think it's, like, so sweet and so beautiful. But I'm also, like, I don't want to lose. I know. The fun. I don't want to lose the fun between them. Mm -hmm. So, but we'll see how it all plays out. Um, And then we winnow to the estate. Well, it's really, like, a land. Yes. Piece of land on the water. And Reese is like, I have, here's your solstice gift, basically. Yeah. I'm building you a house. Oh, my God. This the is like dream. a dream. <laughs> Such a dream. Build whatever you want. Just yeah. have fun. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Just a house for their whole family. He's like, have a, you know, like a, a closet for more. And like, have a book room for Amran. And like a training room for the Illyrians. And let's build a nursery. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. So sweet. So I just like, I love this. Such yeah. a good gift. It really is. It's a really precious little chapter. Mm-hmm. All right. Chapter 23. Um, I put Reese Pace Tamlin another visit. Yeah. I was not expecting this. Um, but like Tamlin is, as they say, broken. Yeah. Utterly broken. But you know what? I appreciate that Reese feels bad about what he said. Yeah. Because, I mean, we know I don't love Tamlin, but mm-hmm. to everyone's point, like there was no reason to behave that way. Yeah. And so I think it's, um, I think a lot, it takes a lot for people to kind of like own up to that or like do something about mm-hmm. making up for what they did. And so I like that Reese is taking this like holiday energy and is like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to make this better. Mm-hmm. So Reese went to spring court and he finds Tamlin like in the bottom level, basement, whatever. And there's like an elk that Tamlin has killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's basically just like reflecting about like not kicking a male when he's down. Yeah. Like it definitely got to him. Yeah. Um, and Reese is telling Tamlin that he got Varian to get Tarquin to agree to send troops from the summer court down to the border to kind of protect it. He's like, is that kind of agreeable? Because like, I know you didn't want night court people yeah. there. So like, I thought that was good. That he's like, trying. Yeah, he's definitely trying. Compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tamlin doesn't actually answer that question. No. Instead, he asks his own question and he says, do you think she will forgive me? Stop. It's so sad. It's so sad. And Reese says, do you want her to? And he says, do I deserve it? Um, and then Tamlin continues. He says, do you forgive me for your mother and sister? I'm just like, what is what is going on in Tamlin's brain right now? I think he's truly, like, broken and, like, just reflecting on everything. And he's like, but that's so sad. It's like to not even, like, everyone deserves forgiveness, even if, like, regardless of how horrible the yeah. atrocity is. It's like everybody deserves forgiveness, but it's like you obviously have to work for it and, yeah. like, earn it. But it's just, it's sad yeah. to see him like that. And, like, Reese looks at him and thinks, like, broken, utterly broken. Ugh. He also comments, like, forgiveness could be a gift to both mm-hmm. of them which i think is so true yeah um but reese does say like i don't recall ever hearing an apology which he didn't mm-hmm. but tamlin says i don't think one will make a difference anyway for either of you mm-hmm. and i'm like don't i think it would maybe i think it would tamlin like yeah 
Maybe. I don't know. That feels like a little bit of a cop out. It's like, oh, it won't make a difference. It's like, well, you, you can, can try. try. <laughs> yeah, you can always try. You can try. Yeah. So Reese just kind of like he uses his magic and like skins the elk, cuts it up, and cooks it for Tamlin. And he's like, yeah. eat Tamlin, and because Tamlin's like withering away down there, which is it is very sad. Yeah. I really hope he comes out of this because like it's just depressing to see. Yeah, and then he just went away. Okay. And we are in chapter 24. We are. Do, do, do. There it is. Um, Moore visits her estate. Yeah. How does she have a secret estate that nobody knows about for like 300 years? What? What? That was I a- mean, she keeps a lot of secrets. I know. But it was like, it was very unexpected. And I was kind of like, what it was, was a little the- random. This chapter has like no point, I felt like. <sighs> Honestly, kind of. Like, it's clearly like Moore is like. She's thinking about She's the thinking, offer that Reese gave her. Like, I get it. Yeah. I think there's a metaphor with her and the horses somewhere in here. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I don't really think this is a worthwhile chapter. But anyway, so her estate is called Applewood. Mm-hmm. She keeps horses there. Yep. Um, And she's, like, riding her one horse, Elia. And she, like, is just, I don't know, I guess, enjoying the, the, mm-hmm. the feeling of moving and traveling and the yeah. freedom of it fine whatever but it's weird because they see like this blackness or this darkness yeah which i was like i don't know. she's like i don't really know what that is and i don't know what that is and i don't want to find out no. and i was like okay but i want to know right i was like <laughs> what was the point of this like i don't understand like i felt like that was a very like randomly placed yeah thing i feel for like it's gonna come back at a random point Maybe. in another book it has to because like what was the point of it yeah so but yeah more is basically just deciding if she wants to take this role that reese is offering mm-hmm. and i feel like she's leaning towards yes yeah i mean it says um you know the answer echoed off the rocks and trees and gray clouds overhead go go mm-hmm. so i'm glad that more is getting some clarity yeah for herself next chapter all right <laughs> chapter 25 um favor visits her new studio yay like Farah has her own art studio yeah I love this. So she went to Polina's family to go and buy it. And mm-hmm. they were just like, no, nah, girl, it's all yours. They already had the papers drawn up and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. But I love that. So like, they refused to take her money, but they were like, if you want to donate money, donate to Brush and Chisel, which yes. apparently is a charity that helps artists in need of financial resources. Which is lovely. It is. And I really love like Ferris thought. She's like, I didn't know that there was a place, a world where artists might be valued, taken care of. I'd never dreamed of such a thing. That's sweet. I just love that. Yeah. So. Like Polaris is such a little like utopia in mm-hmm. and of itself. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Oh, and then this chapter ends with um Racina asking, So what are you going to do with it? The studio. And then she says to Racina, you wouldn't be looking for a wholly inexperienced business partner, would you? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what's coming next? Yes. And these are all like super short chapters. They're like two or three pages. So really like quick. There's not much to analyze, guys. We're moving. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. Chapter 26. I put the Bat Boys pay a visit to the Illyrian camps. Mm. What so did you notice? Small steps. They are making small steps towards Little Cassian's goal of having like females treated as equals. Yep. This is good. It is. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, like, there are still grumblings in the camps about descent even after the holiday. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it's not too – it's not going to, like, culminate to something that's too terrible. But they are keeping their eyes on it. Yeah. And there's actually, like, Illyrian females training, amazing. which is, like, amazing. And so hopefully um, they keep getting to do that. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I think, you know, everyone's coming out of the holiday maybe more hopeful mm-hmm. is the idea. So yeah, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see if it continues. And that's that chapter. <laughs> like... uh, well, one thing I did notice I wanted to call out is Az is there. And mm-hmm. apparently he's not usually there. Yeah. And it says, a rare visit from the Shadow Singer, both myth and terror. Az looked just as displeased to be here, but he'd come what I asked. And so it's like everyone is just kind of like, oh, who is he? Why is he here? Mm-hmm. And so... It's interesting that he has that. Um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? That presence. That presence, mm-hmm. I guess, for them, where they're just like straight terrified of him. Yeah. Well, he is terrifying. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, okay, chapter twenty-seven. <laughs> Feyre's new venture begins. I love, I love that Feyre created like a space for others to deal with the trauma they face because yeah. it's like she had no idea how to process it. And yes. now that she's kind of figured it out, it's like, I love that she's trying to share that with others. Yes. Akamath Feyre could have very much benefited from oh, yes. someone having a program like this. <laughs> um, and in the process of opening this and getting it all figured out, like her and Racina have become good friends. Yeah. Which is just precious. I know. So they've like worked on this space for a month. Um, they've like painted it. And basically the only thing that's hanging in the front room is the tapestry mm. of the Void and Hope, which I love that she like hung that. She said yeah. a reminder as much of a reminder as the impossible iridescence of hope glittering throughout to work through loss, no matter how overwhelming, to create. Yeah. And I just love that for her. I love it. And, you know, 10 families mm-hmm. show are, are coming. Yeah. So they didn't, like, advertise. Basically, yeah. Racina kind of, like, asked around, sought, sought out, like, any kind of, like, families that had, like, children that – you know, she knew had trauma or kind of needed to find a release for it and mm-hmm. didn't want to verbally express it kind of thing. Yeah. So apparently they had just an overwhelming amount of response, which, which is like is amazing. so amazing. Like teachers wanted to volunteer to help. Yep. Like parents wanted to see like, can their kids get in? And everybody's like, how much does it cost? When are you doing this? And they're like, it's, it's free. free. It's free, which is amazing. Yeah. That such a resource is available for yeah. free. And the room is full. Like, people are here. Yeah. People are doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for Favor to, like, continue to, like, make such a wonderful difference in this way and, like, a way that's so special to her. Yeah. So yay. All right. Last chapter? Last chapter. Chapter 28. I just put Reese and Feyre relish in the future ahead. What'd you notice? I'm just, like, yeah, I'm just excited for their future. Mm-hmm. Like, this just, this seems like a good, Feyre's in such a good place. Yeah. So I'm just happy for her. Yes. Just such a like a s- sweet way to like end this little mm-hmm. saga. Um, so Reese kind of like picks her up from work. I know. It's, it was just cute. <laughs> it's really uh, cute. And Farrah is kind of showing him like what all the kids painted. Um, and there's one that the girl that painted it was like basically throw this out. Like I don't want it. But I think yeah. it's one of the things like you just express your feelings and like that's all you needed to do. You just needed to get it out yeah. and then you're done. But Fair is like, no, I want to like hang this in my office as a reminder mm. of what happened, which I love. I do love that. Um, and then funnily enough, like the next one they look at is like this boy. He basically painted his parents in a doghouse with him and the dog in their own house. And I just cracked I love up. children so much. Yeah. She's like, apparently he didn't get what he wanted for solstice. So he put his parents <laughs> in the doghouse. I was like, I he appreciate wanted a dog, that. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so they're kind of like walking together. And I just thought this was just really sweet where Feyre says, it's strange. And we says, what is? And she says, this feeling, this excitement to wake up every day, to see you and to work and to just be here. 
I know there's much to do. I know there are things we'll have to face, a few sooner than later. I know there's the Illyrians and the human queens and the humans themselves and all of it. But despite them, and she just kind of says, like, my life is happy and I will never stop being grateful that you are in it. I know. That's so sweet. So precious. And they just have a lovely little moment where we go back to our favorite quote to the stars who listen. I know. Well, even that. So she's saying all that to Reese. And she's like, I looked up to find him not at all ashamed to have tears slipping down his cheeks in public. I brushed a few away before the chill wind could freeze them. And Reese whispered in my ear, I will never stop being grateful to have you in my life either, fair or darling. And no matter what lies ahead, we will face it together. Enjoy every moment of it together. Just so precious. And then and then he does the classic to the stars who listen, Farah, and she says to the dreams that are answered, Reese. Yeah. And that's how we end. This whole book feels like a little answered dream. It is. It is. After everything they've just been through. That was just it was so (gasps) precious. So precious. What'd you guys think? That was season four, guys. Season four is done. We've done it. Four books. Four books in a year. And speaking of a year. Next week, next week is our one year anniversary, which is super exciting. Um, we're not recording right now. There's not going to be a new episode or anything. We're taking mm-hmm. three weeks off between um this book and A Court of Silver Flames, which mm-hmm. is going to be a big old season. Oh yeah. Um, but even though we're not recording, we're gonna have some fun stuff going on on Instagram. Possibly a giveaway. Who knows? Who knows? But just be sure to follow <laughs> along with us. Yes, keep checking in. Um, and you'll get to see some really fun things over there this yeah. next week as we celebrate one year thank you guys so much for listening and joining us on this journey amazing you yes. guys are incredible we sometimes sarah and i will like look at like what few statistics we get to see with this podcast mm-hmm. and as it's been growing her and i have just been like full-on squealing about this yes just like I'm not even going to do it in the microphone, but like full on fangirl screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know, like just knowing you guys are listening, <laughs> like people are actually want to hear what we're saying and are enjoying this podcast mm-hmm. and the messages you send us on Instagram. Like it is bringing us so much joy. We truly appreciate it. Like we love you guys. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so fun. I know. Uh, this is like the best hobby we've ever decided to yes. make up. <laughs> So thank you, everybody. Um, and we'll talk to you in a few weeks. Yeah. Have a have a great few weeks off. And can't wait for season five. Silver Flames. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.